Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life show, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here, and especially today because I have two incredible souls here with me that I love to laugh with, and sometimes when we laugh, we get so out of control, we just keep laughing and laughing and laughing. And why is that important? Well, they're going to tell you why it's important, but before that, think Have you laughed today? Did you laugh yesterday? Did you wake up with some kind of smile and some kind of positive thought or pleasant thought in your mind and your heart? Why is that important? Today we're going to find out how laughter can actually change your life with Sophie Nubani, who's a certified laughter yoga instructor, a certified NLP coach, and a master practitioner, as well as a certified social and emotional intelligence coach, certified motivational coach, and certified Reiki 3 teacher and EFT practitioner. Her unique coaching style helps people release emotional pain and also reach a higher mental state. And not just Sophie, but we also have Dr. Bob Choate, who is the host of the School of Transformation podcast. He's the author of Mind Your Own Fitness and the forthcoming book, I Can't Wait, Develop the Champion Within. Bob is also a certified NLP trainer, a certified hypnotherapist, a certified master coach, and certified as a Peak Performance Mindset Master Trainer, as well as a lifelong martial artist. And both Sophie and Bob are co-hosts of this incredible Laughter Mindset Program. Welcome. How are you guys? Great. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne, for having us. And definitely it's a delight and pleasure to be on your show. And it's Absolutely. such a pleasure. Thank you. Bob, how did you two meet? Well, it was right in the midst of Sophie had found me in social media, and then I started coaching her. She wanted to know more in terms of what I do in terms of help people develop to the highest potential. So she hired me as a coach, and, and I started working with her on a regular basis. And then... The laughter mindset actually developed organically out of one of the coaching sessions. And, and Sophie, why don't you go ahead and, and talk about that? <laughs> we burst into an uncontrollable laughter that lasted over an hour. So here you go. <laughs> we caught a laughter virus. <laughs> you know what? It's contagious because when the three of us were on a call together, 
you and I, Sophie, began laughing, and we couldn't stop. And, Bob, then you joined in, and the three of us were just <laughs> laughing and laughing. And I don't even know what sparked it, but then it was just total joy to continue to laugh, and not just laugh by yourself, but to to laugh with other people. So why yeah. did you develop the laughter mindset and Either one can chip it, can chime in, and why is why is it so important? Sure, Bob, you can tell her about our mission for the laughter mindset. Yes, so we really wanted to help people. So we we came up with a mission uh, of the laughter mindset is to help expand a mental outlook of individuals and leaders and organizations and society through laughter, a growth mindset, and a positive focus, so that all can be healthier have better concentration and stronger bonding. So so that's the credo that we kind of live by. When whenever we express laughter out there, whatever we teach aspects whether it's within a laughter mindset program, whether it's through our live shows and and other areas, we focus on that credo. So that is an important part. And laughter itself is is uh, a fully proven in terms of, of science and everything of being so beneficial in all areas of our life. And I mentioned stronger bonding because when you get a group of people laughing together, they really create stronger bonding. There's a lot of health issues uh, that are part of that. And part of my background is both in psychology and neuroscience, and I did my dissertation on stress and epigenetics. And and those, for those of you uh, of your audience who don't know what epigenetics is, it basically is how your genes are being expressed from something on the outside. So I'm going to give an example for your your audience, so or, or an analogy, so they can understand. And this is very basic. So if your audience can imagine a grand piano. And if they open up the lid of the grand piano and they have the wires on the inside and each wire has a certain tone set to it. And those wires would represent your genome. The keys on the keyboard on the outside can only be expressed by people coming on the outside. So that would represent what's called your epigenome or external. So if you had a person that came off the street who was tone deaf, who could not play, may not even seen a piano before and started like pounding on it, it would probably sound awful. The music expressed would be probably, probably be pretty bad. Yet if you had a master pianist who played at Carnegie Hall and, and worldwide started playing on this, it would sound absolutely beautiful. So laughter... Lots of studies have shown that laughter helps to express our genes in a positive, positive way. In fact, it's been shown by several studies, one in 2007, and these are both Japanese studies, and one in 2016 that shows that laughter can actually be inherited, can be passed down from one generation to the, to the next. So those of you that are parents, Start laughing more. It's going to affect your bodies in a positive way, and it's going to affect your children in a positive way. And guess what? They may even inherit your laughter. Wouldn't that be great? 
You know, I think <laughs> I think that's right. And but inherent laughter—that's an interesting concept because I just think that isn't laughter a natural part of who we are? I mean, I can't imagine not having that as a part of me. So yes. how does that work? Yes. I feel that. that. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, so people have uh, can inherit depression. They can inherit a lot of other traits, and that's going to be their foundation. So whenever something comes up, they're going to express the way they're going to express. Now, there's some people that may fake laughter, and that's not as, as powerful as, as genuine laughter, even though it, it does help. But still, people are going to go to their, their natural traits. So in, in the case of laughter... Uh, if you inherit it, you're, that's going to be your, your, your natural trait, how you, how you deal with, with a lot of things, how do you reduce stress, how you reduce anxiety, and you're, you're, you're able to laugh it off more, and then really start engaging your, your, your inner CEO, that prefrontal cortex, to engage instead of being a person who reacts all the time. And, I think yeah, it's so that, that's important right. to oh. engage rather than, than to react. Sophie, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying, like, when you said it's a natural, um, you know, state, it is. Um, what I feel that uh, Bob was referring to is enhancing it, that we can actually enhance uh, the characters of what we really want in our children, and that's why they do studies. You know, when a pregnant woman like listens to music, is more relaxed, does different things, it affects the you know her the infant inside her stomach. But we are born naturally in a state of joy, and this is like when you see infants under the age of one, before they even walk, they are laughing. Because it is a natural way of being is to laugh for their diaphragm to actually get exercise and to breathe better for their lungs. So, yes, it is a natural thing within, but in an epigenetic uh, case that people who actually can add that to the environment of their children will cause that effect to be enhanced in the development of the way they respond to life. You know, I think that's fascinating, and and I don't think I inherited laughter from my family, that's for sure, (laughs) but I love to laugh. And something that has helped me, and, and the three of us have talked about this, but something that has helped me through my challenges is to be able to look at whatever I'm going through, and we all have challenges, and to be able to find something comical or lighthearted about it that I can laugh at and so kind of not take it so seriously. How does that work in in the work that you both are doing with people? That is Uh, very important. That is very, very important. Yes. Uh, If we can laugh together, we can live together. Because laughter instantly breaks down heart walls. It is a universal language that is understood by people who don't even speak the same language. A smile effect. 
can totally change the response of another person who could be coming to you at more of a rage, uh, emotion, or anger. So the benefits are definitely tremendous, uh, tremendous, tremendous, <laughs> and uh, truly uh, it lowers our cortisol levels and increases our dopamine, serotonin, and all the all the happy hormones start getting all these good chemicals of the brain moving into your body. Naturally, it allows you to surrender when you're in that state. You get to be in a more of a state of a flow. And when you are in that state, you are more accepting. You are more open. You, those who lose the power to laugh, lose the power to think. It's a true mm. statement because it dissolves all the tension. And isn't it true when you're angry, they say, hey, just take a deep breath, take a moment to think and then respond. Because sometimes responding or reacting from a state of anger and not being an absorber to a situation may cause us really, really a lot of pain and and losses that we could have avoided in our life just by taking that attitude to life allows us to be more uh, corresponding, even in leadership, even at work, even in families, in homes, in neighborhoods. I mean, it is just a foundation. It is the best medicine, like they always said. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of LabMD, but LabMD is an uh, organization which is really made by doctors who are trying to put all the TVs and phone apps and everything to create more comedies into the hospitals. Because when you go to hospitals, mainly what are the patients doing? They're laying in bed watching TV. And everything in the TV sets today are more around violent sex and things that are very you know, they make you more tense, and especially when you're sick. So they thought, hey, if we can change that and allow humor and comedy into the TV sets, those hormones, those stress hormones will dissolve, and people will start to heal and recover faster. So absolutely, I mean, Bob, go ahead, and, and I would love to also have your insight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when when we laugh, and I'm because Sophie mentioned breathing, when we laugh, it actually will engage even deeper breathing because we're activating our diaphragm. So very, very important in every single laugh. So un, un, so underneath the diaphragm, we're massaging the lymph nodes with each laugh. So as, a, as the diaphragm expands and we go into a deep breath through a laughter, ha, 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 like ha, 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 <laughs> every single don't, ha, ha, ha. Don't start me. We'll massage. <laughs> you know, you got your skin. I start to pass it so contagious <laughs> You see this? You see this? We're, 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 we're now massaging see our lymph nodes. See what you started, <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, so, 
what's so fascinating is that there there are also groups all over the world, and I I don't know when this was started, probably years ago, that get together, and their whole purpose is to get together to laugh, to do everything that you said, to lighten to lighten themselves, to share together, to to really work their their system for better health and joy and and it it's it's really so wonderful. And we the three of us know and you guys know cuz you've been teaching it and doing it forever that it's contagious. I mean, when you're sharing that, you can't ha- somebody <laughs> laughing and sharing their joy, you just can't help, at least I can't help, but chime in with it because it's so wonderful. I got to share a story with you. One day I'll show you my hat. I have a hat that I have feathers because I feed the birds in my backyard and they Sometimes they leave gifts of feathers, so I have feathers in my hat, lots of them. And when I was in a supermarket a few weeks ago, there was a baby that was crying and crying and crying, and and, um, the parents were looking like, what do we do? So I came over, and I was playing the comedy role. I'm taking my hat off and doing silly things, and the little little girl (laughs) – started to laugh she just because it was so amusing and you know why not be amusing and and then everything lighter putting on a show (laughs) (laughs) right why not and everything I love to do that and everything got lighter she started laughing the quiet the crying stopped the parents calmed down calmed down and I went on my way and did my rest of my food shopping but you know when we share that as you both know it feels so wonderful. I mean, it's such an indescribably incredible feeling. So mm-hmm. I love what you guys are doing. Tell, tell our listeners. Go ahead, Sophie. You mentioned about the groups of laughter. And uh, on that note, it started in 1995 by Dr. Katara in India. And what right. he did, he started uh, a group of people every morning at the park for 15 minutes. They would say jokes and start laughing before they went to work. Gradually, this group <laughs> got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it started getting recognition in the communities, neighborhoods, and so forth. But, you know, jokes sometimes could be offending. You know, your, your mama this, this, that. And, and so if you, two people wanted to leave. So Dr. Katara said, hold on, don't leave, please. Give me 24 hours and I will find a solution for this. But I don't want to break this beautiful connection that we're having. So this is how laughter yoga started. So he incorporated breathing techniques with laughter exercises. So laughter for reason or no reason uh, laughing enough of minutes to make it really work your diaphragm and, and massage all your lymphatic and organs in your body would truly give you the best results. And they did a study actually on a group of diabetics for one whole year, mm. and they did a group that did laughter, comedy, movies, and therapy 30 minutes a day. And the other group who didn't, they just went on their lives, regular routine. The group that actually incorporated laughter into their daily regimen for 30 minutes, they were 42% improved than the ones that just went by taking their meds and doing the regular things. 
So wow. laughter really, really is scientifically proven mm-hmm. for health benefits. And this is why at the Laughter Mindset, we do some laughter cocktails <laughs> to shift states right away. <laughs> so, what, what, wait, wait a minute. What's a laughter cocktail? Now you got me going. What, I'm imagining all these things. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> it, is, it is just to increase all the endorphins as we share jokes and humor. And so we call all addicts, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and all of those great hormones added. So we call them cocktails, see? Happy <laughs> <laughs> then cocktail hour. <laughs> I love it. I want to be on the cocktail hour soon. I love it. <laughs> so tell us more because I love the whole concept of the laughter mindset, the program that you both are doing. Tell our mm-hmm. listeners more about about what that is. And I know something because on your post, Sophie, sometimes you are always putting jokes up there for us to just laugh like like and and yes. they're amused. They're funny. <laughs> so go ahead and and I wish I knew about a laughter cocktail. I would have one right and well we're already doing it. So. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Cheers. So so let, let me so let me give you a a definition that, that actually I actually came up with with the help of Sophie. So laughter mindset is a noun, and it means the expression, sound, or action of laughing, chuckling, giggling, combined with a change in attitude, frame of mind, and beliefs that lead to a positive inner change in mood, behavior, or disposition. This ultimately creates growth, higher performance, and personal transformation. So that's what having a laughter mindset will do for people. If you if you look at it By from the way, Bob, that thank definition, you for 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 saying the help of Sophie. He meant that I loved it when he came up with it. <laughs> that was my help. Loving <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, you had to put your stamp of approval on it since you're both doing the program, right? That's that's the joint. <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine. But I really, I, I can't imagine anybody spending their life or days not laughing, not see. I, I mean, to me, it, it's how do you do it? How do you go through, because life isn't always easy. How do you go through life and with disappointments and challenges and blah, 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 without having that perspective that the three of us have and that the two of you created with this laughter mindset, it's it's mind-boggling for people. Like, how do they get away with not laughing? And there are people that well, do. That's yes. true. Um, because seriousness is dangerous, not just for oneself, but in society. It's really limited us so much to be more narrow-thinking and not having an open mind. It will promote more cruelty and more things of that nature for people to not be as kind, as compassionate, open-minded as they would when they are laughing. So I really feel that when you're serious, it's actually dangerous on many levels because if you are not with your own inner peace and flow, how could you be any good to anything around you? 
the energy that you are transferring is very toxic. So it is very healthy to visit other ways, to be more easy on self, more compassionate on self, knowing that in the end, always nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. This too shall pass. And, you know, I love it to remember on Lincoln, um, there was a, a post that I did in honor to one of your quotes, Dr. Joanne. And this lady responded, um, I can't remember her name, even though I did a whole thing for her. She said, face it till you make it. And I love that one because I, we hear fake it till you make it. And that's fine for some. But if we dig deeper into faith, which is believing, believing of something good and better is coming. The biology of hope is inspiring, uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and allows you to be in that state of joy, connecting the bridge between your intellect and your heart and allowing humor to be part of your life, part of your personality and your living reality. So we can create more of that. We can participate adding more of these things by connecting with others that are in the same thoughts to promote, to charge of each other by teaching others how to be that way or remind them to connect with their childlike playfulness. All these things, you know, every one of us has a role. And whatever you know and how to do it is a beautiful and honorable duty to humanity that we can pass forward. Those who can and are able to are responsible because they know how to. Others have forgotten. They lost their families. They had wars. They've been through sickness and they can't lift even their body up. There's a lot of pain going in the world. But if we incorporate joy and laughter and humor and realize that when we're laughing, I had to laugh when my cat that's so dear to my heart passed away recently because I've developed the art of laughter through the years after my mom's passing to a degree where I learned the benefit to my body is tremendous. So I wasn't laughing mm-hmm. because I lost Giovanni. I was laughing to massage and move my diaphragm so that I can think Mm -hmm. better and I can center and can be good for my other cat and my loved ones and my family and my son and my everything that I want to be there for. And I took it as a medicine, as a pill that I have to take every day to ensure that Sophie is going to remain grounded, level-headed, and be able to be connected to myself as much as I possibly can, helping myself. So last You know, you're right. You're so right. Yes. Not only is it helping other people, but you're helping yourself. And I'm sorry for your loss, but the way that you have sort of reframed that, because we all love our our fur babies, but the way that you have reframed that is such a blessing. And I was thinking, as you both have been talking, about how we can influence our children. Can you imagine you were saying how babies intuitively or instinctively just smile and laugh? 
can you imagine having parents that are not laughing, that are always angry, that are frowning, and and not even laughing at a kid's antics or, or just the way a child looks at the world with these new eyes, like, yeah, look at that, wow, wow, you know, all of that stuff. Like yeah. how that would really affect the child. And, again, like you're both saying, that in turn would affect how that child grows up and influences other people around them and hence the world. So it, it, it it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, that Sophie mentioned, especially with compassion and everything, the, the human compassion. And it reminded me of a quote by one of the greatest thinkers and physicists of all time, and that's Richard Feynman. And Richard Feynman said, the highest forms of understanding we can achieve are laughter and human compassion. And he put laughter ahead of, of human compassion in, in a sense that laughter helps us to have greater compassion for others. And when we can engage like the baby and we bring that into adulthood, instead of focus on being like too serious and, and, and here's Richard Feynman who was a serious thinker, but he brought humor into it. He even wrote a whole book on it. Uh, basically the book is, uh, the title is called surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. And <laughs> it's, it's a, <laughs> and he was, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and you know, Bob, on that note, uh, Winston Churchill also, when, you know, you said that because even he's a politician, and he said you can't hope to understand the most serious things in life unless you understand the most humorous things in life. And even politicians uh, using humor are able to adapt a lot better, and we probably won't be dealing with many things we're dealing with today altogether. That's right. You know, we that's probably right. need more humor in in our political sphere today. That's that's for sure. And not and here's something that I don't understand, okay? I don't understand when when somebody is making a joke, trying to be funny but at somebody else's expense because to me that's not humor, to me that's hurtful. I've actually had a client who came to me and said, "You know, I love my husband, but all of his jokes are like defacing me, and that's how he grew up. But that doesn't feel right. So, what do you do with something like that, Sophie? Well, Bob? Like... Yeah, go, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Sophie. I personally feel uh, it depends on the situation and the relationship. You know, being assertive and setting boundaries is very important. Something could be funny from somebody else's perception and upbringing to them. You know, they truly and genuinely don't see that it's uh, as hurt, uh, hurtful to the other person. This is their way of playfulness, and this is the way they think. They're showing affection because that's how they were raised, and probably their dad or mom was criticizing them jokingly, and that's how they, they interacted, and they adopted this kind of, um, I would say, dark humor <laughs> uh, along and passed it forward. Now, the person themselves, 
can really stand up and say, I don't appreciate that. And if it's something that they can't do because maybe they want to be in that relationship and they have kids, whatever the circumstances, everybody has reasons and when they're ready, only they can take action. But if that person is stuck in that position, they should start laughing it off and not taking it personal and start making jokes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you're just cracking me up. <laughs> Uh-huh. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, really. <laughs> there are so many chances. That was so funny. Help me. My stomach is going. I can't do this. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just thinking as you were just be a clown at the circus, honey. <laughs> you there are so many ways that, right. And there are ways to do that. Too, like to just laugh it off. So I think that's important. So I yeah. have a question for you, Bob. How do you teach somebody to to laugh? I mean, can you actually teach someone? Because it, it seems like it's something that's inbred in us, but what if people don't have that? How can you teach it? Yeah, I think it's just taking it one step at a time because laughter laughter is also a habit of laughing. So in order to create a new habit, we need to tamp down the old habit and replace it with with a new habit. And this is with any habit change at all. Yet habits aren't going to happen overnight. So we take it one step at a time. So if somebody is under a stressful situation, this is just just as an example, and in that situation they have a go-to response. And maybe that go-to response is to, to cower down or, or run away. Or they may uh, go into to a depression, which is the same. Or they may lash out in anger because that's also another response. So they need to identify that. They need to look at, so what is, what is it that, that uh, created this trigger what, that, that triggered me to either – to become depressed or belt out in anger. So once they recognize this, this was self-awareness is very, very, very important. Then just right then and there, see if you can just go like, like, ha, ha, ha. Just even do a regular ha, ha, ha. Even if it doesn't feel real at first, just engage that. And then maybe they can add in a thought a, a humorous thing related to to that, and 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 I remember watching uh, the Waterboy years ago, and um, I think it was a, the the coach played by Henry Winkler that was scared of the opposing coach, and and he would always see that that opposing coach who was very intimidating as a scary person. Yet Adam Sandler, who, who portrayed a water boy, says, came up to him and says, well, how can you look at him different, differently that's not so intimidating? So he, he put on that coach um, instead of the, 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 the monster that he thought the coach was, he now pasted in, in his mind a little baby, a little – so that, that shifted that mind and how he's able to look at it, and it – you know, brought out a little bit of humor for him. So we, we, we can do the same thing. But, in, again, it needs to take it one step at a time to be able to, 
to shift your state. Once you can get into laughter, so whenever the same thing comes up again, then you start doing it, and then it becomes natural. And eventually, you, any problems you, you're dealing with, and I think it was Albert Einstein that said this quote, said, it is better to laugh about your problems than to cry about them. So if, if you have a problem coming up, then you go and say, oh, I love that problem. Now what can I do about it? <laughs> You know, it, it, I love it. I totally love it, and it's true. When I was get when I was getting ready to present my doctoral, my dissertation defense in front of a group of yes. professors or whatever, and that was that. You know, that defense it was going to say whether or not I passed, and the the level of nervousness for that because you're working for years, and then finally there's this last thing that you have to do in front of all these people and they can say yes or no and somebody said to me who had gone through it before and she was all she you know she was a phd she said joanne like you said bob see them in a funny situation in your mind see them like babies or see them doing something silly so that they are not that whole situation isn't so threatening and so fearful. And believe me, it works. It really, really works. Yes. So it's a beautiful yes. way. You, yes. the three I, of I us. Really feel... Go ahead, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said the three of us. I just remembered our giggles, so I, I just had to laugh a little bit. Um, yes, I feel that intention, 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 intention creates meaning. And I feel a way to start for someone who is extremely very serious, that it will need to be gradual, like Bob said, because it's creating a new habit, a new pattern in, in your mind, in your thoughts, and, and ways that you need to adapt to. But anchor to something like today I choose to infuse every situation with more humor. Intentionally, starting that with our intention for the day, when we're going to the grocery shop, when we're going through things, when we're going through a tough situation, it doesn't mean we're going to laugh in front of a person who's going through it, but we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to hear it out. And we want to be an ambassador of joy and laughter. So we want to give that person hope and possibility. We're going to smile. We're going to hold their hand and let them know it's okay. And then we're going to pull them and draw them in into laughter. And this is why. For those who find it extremely difficult, that's why we're creating like a laughter mindset. That's why there is laughter therapy. That's why there is laughter yoga clubs all around the world. Because some people, some people need to be around a group to feel their vibration getting raised higher and a group does that naturally. But then... Start connecting with people that are not entertaining your drama because you're only going to stay in that state forever. It's hard to get out. But make a decision and own your joy. You earned it. You have it. You don't have to look for it. You have to connect with it. It's already there. So, you know, that's so wise because we, we all have that choice. 
And joy is, like you said, joy is inherent within us. We just have to tap into that. It's an incredible Mm -hmm. resource. And I love the concept of being an ambassador of joy because I think the three of us are very like-minded in that regard. And that's what, you know, we're here to spread that. I mean, I'd rather spread joy and love hate and anger because the, it, it doesn't make sense to to spread anything else. I love you guys. I love what you do. Tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you, watch and listen to the laughter mindset and find out so much more. Bob, you want to start? Sure, sure. Well, they can go to laughtermindset.com. In fact, we, we have a free ebook, so if they go to laughtermindset.com forward slash abundance, they can grab that free ebook. And, and we, we do have another one on, on the site as well. It's just go to the front page and just sign up for the five ways to develop the mindset for success. They can grab that ebook as well. And we really want to help everybody out there. We plan on having uh, uh, classes online. And also, we have an upcoming meetup. Uh, not well. It, it, we're, we're we're actually uh, haven't notified a date yet. But if they go to laughtermindset.com forward slash meetup, and we'll have all the details there. So we now, plan on having a meetup. Go go ahead, Sophie. The meetups are really going to be fun and cool because. Uh, Bob works off, uh, you know, he's in L.A. and I'm in Orlando. And we're going to be expanding it to many cities, God willing, and our efforts willing as well. Uh, because uh, our meetups in Orlando is going to be called Let's Laugh Orlando. And meetups in L.A. is going to be called Let's Laugh L.A. And getting it all Let's Laugh in every city we can and, and, and so let's, around the globe. I'm ready. I'm on board. Let's do it in New Jersey. Laughter. More let's laughter. Laugh let's Jersey. laugh more in New let's Jersey. Let's laugh New Jersey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're we cool. now. now yes, we're going to be able to laugh. laughter. Laughter in, in, in each language, uh, in different accents and everything. This is going to be cool. Well, I'm already <laughs> picking out my costume. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be a surprise. <laughs> yes, and also they can find us on our Wisdom Cafe group on Facebook as well as Laughter Mindset group. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Bob Choate, uh is also on LinkedIn. You know, you can always connect there. Instagram, same thing with me, Sophie Nubani, um, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And uh, we definitely would love to be part of your journey, enhancing and adding more humor and joy and laughter in every way we can, supporting, collaborating, connecting, and everything that will bring more joy to this world as we hold hands together, we laugh, learn, thrive, grow, and glow. So Love it. And you know what? I, I think it's beautiful vision and a beautiful way to end because, yes, let's do it together, and I'm with you guys. And I love what you're doing, and I love you both, and laugh on. 
Laugh on. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yay. Very good. Yay. <laughs> Have a beautiful laughing day, folks. Thanks so much for being on the show. Blessings, blessings. Thank you Thank for you. having us. My Thank pleasure. You. Take care. So remember what Bob and Sophie said, because laughter is, is so important to your life. And if you don't do that, figure out how to incorporate that practice. Make it a practice, even if you don't believe it, as Bob said. And remember the wonderful, beautiful effects that laughter has, not just on you, but on all the people that you touch, even in a supermarket, even on the street, even in a, in a group of a business group, laughter is essential for our lives. And as both Sophie and Bob pointed out, it's so important for our own personal and collective healing. So one of the ways to power your life today is to laugh and have a beautiful day of laughter, joy, and ease. And thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.